this morning, as you can see, Melanie and I are going to be sharing together. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. I think we've done this one other time, and uh, it's just the two of us up here, but we are, of course, representing our our uh, five-fold leadership team here at Arise, uh, as we're going to share some exciting news with us this morning, uh, referring to our, our building here and our property, some big news, big updates. Uh, so we'll, we'll jump in, but first let me pray. Uh, Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much, Lord, for your presence and for this, this family that we all have and that we can come and gather and join together and sing songs to you, Lord, and encounter you and grow and build together and advance your heart and your kingdom on the earth together, Lord. It's just such a joy. Thank you for the honor, Lord. And I thank you for this morning. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak uh, clearly and uh, pointedly and, and powerfully through myself and through Melanie this morning. And we are ready to receive the full measure of what you have for us uh, on this divinely appointed day. In the name of Jesus, we all said, amen. All right, so as I shared with you last Sunday on Easter Sunday, how many of us were just so blessed by Easter Sunday? Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. The children and baptisms, and we ended in celebration. Just wow. Um, I, I think we're just still still in the momentum from last Sunday. It was glorious. And, you know, I shared with you, though, very briefly that we've been a church family here now, a church body for eight years. And so last Sunday was our eight-year anniversary. Praise God. And we've been here on this uh, specific property as a church uh, since the end of 2017 slash, you know, beginning of 2018. Uh, so this has been our home here. Uh, for a little over five years, and uh, we've been leasing this building and this property uh, for those five years as, as we have uh, slowly but steadily, steadily is the key word there, uh, been repairing and, you know, rebuilding this structure and making it a church home. Uh, how many of you are here today that you remember when we first moved, uh, actually you can't say moved into the building, but moved onto the property and we couldn't meet in the building yet, and we had to meet, uh, we had to get everything ready uh, down the hall in the multipurpose room, and we had to meet in the tent outside. How many of you are here today? Okay, wow, uh, more than I thought. Wow, more than like half the room remembers those uh, those days. Uh, you know the you know this building was was unusable uh, was unusable at the time, so we we uh, bought a tent and gathered in the tent. And how many of you, are, maybe you forgot, but how many of you remember how cold it was under the tent during that time? Because we're talking like, you know, October through January is when we're meeting this tent. So uh, I actually remember, uh, Mel, you were preaching one Sunday morning. Remember the heater that we had? So we had walls on the tent, and we were trying everything to keep it warm in late December and January. But these commercial heaters, it was like rocket. a rocket was on it. It was like... You know, everybody remember the heaters? And one Sunday, Mel, Melanie was preaching. She said, hey, I've got a, like a 10-minute message. Would y'all mind if we turn the heater off so you can hear me? And, uh, every, you know, what? but what's amazing, everyone was like, absolutely. We want to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, and how many of you know 
that if you've got the presence of God, you've got everything. But you can have, you know, the nicest uh, facilities in the world, but if you don't have the presence of God, you don't have anything. You've got nothing at that point. And so, you know, as we have been leasing this uh, building and property, we've been just piece by piece uh, over the years getting this entire building uh, up to code and getting it usable. It's a 15,000-square-foot building, uh, and we've not taken on any debt in the process. Uh, so it has taken some time. Uh, it's taken a little time, and there's been a lot of unexpected moments throughout the process. I know a lot of you have been here uh, on the journey with us. Uh, in addition to the building, the building itself, we didn't know we were going to have to go, go to war with the mice and the rats, ants, and now the pigeons as well that, you know, we think we've sent them packing now. Uh, but there's, <laughs> there's been so many different things, you know, moving on this property, unexpected and, you know, had to deal with. And there's been some times, honestly, that have felt fatiguing, uh, you know, for us with this uh, building and uh, all the th- with all the things in the natural, but in the spiritual realm as well uh, that we've that have needed to be dealt with and that um, you know needing needing to be uh, rebuilt and restored and made made right and cleansed spiritually as well um, but you know I, I certainly wouldn't would not trade these these five years uh, uh, for for a second because of how I and I believe we as a leadership team uh, and as a as a church family the way we have uh, learned trusting partnership with God through the process trusting partnership with the Lord in the process because through uh, partnership with the Lord, you learn patience, you learn perseverance, uh, and, and you have an opportunity opportunity if you embrace it. That's the key here. If you embrace it to mature into new realms of his nature, into new realms of his glory that you are going to need to operate from in the future in order to steward the greater measure he's preparing you for. Uh, we so often are all about time, and God is about timing. He's about timing. And so, you know, submitted to the Lord uh, in His timing, our desire as a church has always been to uh, get to the point where we can uh, purchase this building and property, uh, even if we don't have, you know, didn't have the resources yet. That's the key word there, yet. Um, even if we don't have the resources yet to actually purchase it, though, and um, at least be able to enter into a purchase ownership uh, contract and position, have the deed um, in Arise Birmingham's uh, name and, and move forward with the stewardship and uh, the authority that the Lord is trusting us with us here on this land, uh, which we, re- we really believe, I know a lot of you have heard of us talk about, this is a land of destiny for Arise Birmingham and for all the Lord wants to do here. Uh, so all that to say, we're very uh, humbled and excited, and uh, for being honest, a little relieved as well. Uh, uh, humbled, excited, relieved uh, to be able to share with you that a little over a month ago on March 9th, we officially uh, purchased this property and church building that we are in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Did you know that's what I was going to say? As I was like, kind of, you know, taking us there and, and building it to that moment. And uh, yeah, so we entered into that, you know, that purchase contract. And what a, uh, what a blessing this building and almost nine acres of land uh, that we're on is. And we have purchased it for uh, $755,000. There was a prior uh, debt of $50,000 
on this property uh, actually left over from the previous owners that had not been dealt, uh, dealt with. Uh, so part of our agreement was that we would pay the $50,000 lien uh, debt off as part of our down payment. And then we put another $5,000 down as well at closing for a total of $55,000 down, uh, which creates an amount of $700,000 in owner financing that we can now begin to move forward with paying down and then ultimately paying off in the abundant name of Jesus. Amen. 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 It's exciting. So it's just so exciting. And I'm going to pass it over to Melanie here in just a moment. And she's going to share more about what the Lord's doing and saying uh, through through all this and what we're seeing. But before I pass it over, I want to celebrate uh, something real quick. Uh, if you recall in last, uh, if you recall last September um, of last year, the city of Irondale, they came in and unexpectedly, and if you remember, they told us we could no longer meet in this uh, sanctuary, in this worship room. Uh, you know, we had, and we had to get the entire building up to code according to their standards to, to begin to gather in here again. Uh, so we shifted really quickly over to the multi-purpose room uh, down the hall. We gathered there for two Sundays, uh, and then we set up once again a tent. Uh, if you've been with us for a while, you know the tent at Arise always represents upgrade, you know, chain changes, increase, hallelujah. Uh, so we gathered in the tent for a few months, much better weather this time, this go-around in the fall. Uh, for a few moment, a uh, few months, while we uh, addressed a very lengthy uh, list of items the city gave us in order to occupy this building again, and specifically occupy this room. And I, as I say that, I don't want to portray the uh, Irondale city officials in any negative way because it was ultimately the Lord moving, uh, and it gave us an opportunity to represent Christ to them. Amen. And we had we had moments where. Um, we honored the fire marshals and the, the inspectors, and we, we got to bless them. And there was a moment also where I got to explain to them as, uh, as the list of items were continuing to add up, which means the amount of money we needed to spend to get back in here was adding up. And I just said, hey, you know, thank you for doing your, your job, you know, and thank you for helping make this, this place uh, a safe and a sound uh, place and we want to do everything we can to bring this up to standard, um, and you know, and, and meet and and it needs to, that it needs to be at it. But I, I told him, I said, but also this is not a business that you're coming into making this request. This is this is a church, and uh, this is not only just a church, but this is the Lord's church, and this is um, the people, the Lord's people that are serving and that are building community and giving offerings to the Lord. And I told him, I said, hey, we. As leaders of this church, we have a responsibility to the Lord of how the resources are used. And uh, we can't just keep, you know, growing the list. Again, we want to make it right, but we can't just keep growing the list and putting money into all these places uh, that are not necessary. And, um, uh, you know, I said, this is the Lord's offerings. This is the Lord's church. This is the Lord's people. And we're held accountable before the Lord uh, for how it's stewarded. And I said that, I shared that with them right back here, and it got quiet for a few minutes. Uh, and you could feel the fear of the Lord come into the room. And so it was this opportunity um, to just even take it deeper with them than just them coming in asking us to fix up the building. And uh, from that moment on, everything shifted. And they just started, you know, working with us and seeing how, you know, they could accelerate 
accelerate, you know, us, us getting back in here. And so to make a long story short, uh, the cost of this unexpected project, it was around $100,000. And that was $100,000 that we did not have. But we did have $50,000 in our savings account that we had saved for the down payment on the building. Uh, so we're praying through it as a leadership team. We're talking through it, seeking the Lord. And we, ha- we had this unanimous feeling uh, that from the Lord uh, with all five of us that we need to use that $50,000 and trust the Lord that he would replenish it, uh, replenish the amount for the purchase and, and, and more, and that it was time to fix the building. So we used that $50,000 just to, to get us going. And the reason I say fix the building is because long before we were ever here, uh, this building has always been broken in some way. And there has been this, you know, poverty uh, spirit over hanging over this building where everything's, something's always not quite right. It's always lacking. Uh, there's also been a long history here we've shared with you before of a kind of a battle taking place over this land, which we have addressed over the past years in the spiritual. Uh, but we knew it was time to believe the Lord and partner with him uh, to get all the underlying fi- foundational bi- building issues right. Uh, because our heart is to ultimately make this place worthy of a king because we're building for generations here. We're building for generations. And, um, you know, this was another important, significant step in the process. So what I want to celebrate is that we shared all this with you, church family, if you remember. And if you remember, the timing was so incredibly prophetic. It was almost laughable uh, in a good way because it happened during the 10 days of awe. Uh, all this taking place where we, you know, we had to get out and we started, you know, getting the tent. The tent was set up on Yom Kippur. Our first meeting in the tent outside was on the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as the Feast of Tents, uh, all in, you know, the specific Jewish New Year um, and uh, New Year that's connected to the year of the Lord's abundance and the year of the Lord's recompense. Uh, so people, uh, you guys, you began to sow in began to invest. We had larger gifts come in. We had smaller gifts come in. Uh, we had prayers and prophetic words coming in. Uh, we had agreement and faith, and it was all carrying this multiplication power. Uh, and not only did the $50,000 uh, get restored back to us for our down payment to purchase, uh, but we were able to address and fix every single thing that was asked of us. We got this entire building up to code, Hallelujah, and here we are, we're gathering, we're building family, we're doing outreach, we're encountering Jesus as the church of the living God, and I just want to celebrate and give God praise for that as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us know that debt follows programs, but provision follows ministry? Hallelujah. Let me pass it over to you, Mel. Can you say that again? Debt follows programs, but provision follows ministry. Amen. Amen. That's right. It's a good word, right? Uh, So what I want to do is I want to take a few minutes, and I want to talk about what this means for us as a family to be in this position, which legally and according to the world's economy is ownership, but in heaven's economy Ownership belongs to the Lord. Amen? Okay. So, as I've said before, the church has operated largely as a business. Okay. 
and they've operated according to the economy of this world. So, bi so buildings have been seen as assets that can be bought and sold for profit, right? Okay, but the church is not a business, it's a family. So God doesn't speak in terms of assets and profit. He speaks in terms of inheritance and blessing. Okay? God doesn't speak in terms of ownership. He speaks in terms of stewardship. Okay? Does that make sense so far? So to kind of to further illustrate this point, I want to go back to the Old Testament for a minute. Because in the beginning, in the Old Testament, there was this reverence or this honor for holy ground. Right? So when someone would encounter the Lord in a place, they would build an altar, they would make a sacrifice, and they would give it a name. And that name was the name that that place was to be known for. For generations. So every time someone came upon that place, they would know it by name that God had been here. And they would know this is the thing that God revealed to the person that encountered him in this place. Right? Okay? So then Jesus came and he died on the cross and he was resurrected and he paid a high price to make all things holy. Okay? Amen? So it's no longer, it was no longer necessary for us to go to certain places to encounter the Lord, right? Because now we can encounter him in our hearts, okay? So the temple, the place where God dwelt, the place that was holy ground, the place where they said heaven meets earth, that became us. We became the temple, we became holy ground, we became the encounter we became the, the, the place where heaven meets earth. Okay? You guys okay so far? Okay. So because of this, though, I think that we at times have lost our reverence or at the very least our awareness of holy ground. Okay? Does that make sense? Um, so actually it has made holy ground common to us at times. When actually it sh what it should have done is increase our awareness of it. Okay? Encountering the Lord has become so common to us that if, it, if it's been a few days or a week or two weeks and we don't feel like we've heard the Lord or encountered the Lord, then we get discouraged and we, get, we wonder what's wrong with us, right? Whereas like in the Old Testament... It was very rare for someone to encounter the Lord more than once in their entire lifetime. Okay? But when Jesus came and he, he paid the price to make us holy and to make us holy ground and to redeem the earth, he didn't do that to make holy things common. He did that to advance holy ground. Okay? Does that make sense? He... <laughs> Um, when, when God put Adam on the earth, he didn't give Adam ownership of the earth. He gave Adam stewardship of the earth. So with that stewardship came authority to take dominion, right? So when Adam and Eve sinned, when they handed over to, what they handed over to the enemy was not ownership, it was authority. 
So when Jesus died on the cross, what does it say in Matthew 28? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and now I'm giving it to you to go and multiply and advance holy ground. Isn't that good news? People no longer have to go to some place to encounter the Lord. We carry him with us everywhere we go. But that doesn't make it common. It should increase our awareness that this is the, this, I am an encounter with the Lord. I am holy ground. This place is not common. It's not a building. It's holy ground. Okay, does that make sense? You guys okay so far? So what does all this mean for us today in this moment in kingdom terms? It means that we haven't been given keys to a building. We've been given keys to an inheritance, a spiritual inheritance, okay? It means that we don't have the deed to an asset. We have authority to enforce holy ground, okay? Does that make sense? It means that we haven't bought ownership of a property. It means we've been entrusted with stewardship of the blessing of the Lord and what belongs to the Lord. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay? So in order for us to understand how to steward the blessing of the Lord, we have to separate in our minds what blessing is from the economy of this world. Okay? So we tend to think, because we're so immersed in the economy of this world, that blessing is when God gives us something big that we can possess. Right? And then, in, and then when we take it's something that we didn't have the ability to do on our own. So God blesses us, and then we can take possession of it. But the moment that we take possession of it, then we become afraid that we'll lose it. Because we're not supposed to possess, we're supposed to steward. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> so um, let me just make an example so that we can understand this like relative to where we're at. Okay, so let's say as a family that we decided like as a family we're going to believe God and we're going to pray that he will provide someone to come in here and, with a big check and look at what we're doing and say, I believe in you guys. I want to I write you a big check, and I want you to pay off the building, and I want you to finish the building, and it's all taken care of. For a lot of us, we would think that was like a big blessing from the Lord, right? And it would be, okay? But if that's as big as we can pray, then we're partnering a little bit with a poverty mentality. Okay? Because that's still looking to God to rescue us. That's still asking him to take care of everything when actually he believes in us more than that. He expects us to believe him for more than that. Okay? Because let me ask you a question. Do you think that God wants to provide one big check to pay off everything? Or do you think God wants to prosper you and you 
and you and you and you and you and you and you? Do you think God wants to prosper all of us so that we can all partner with him and have a share in his inheritance that he's building here? That's as big as he wants us to think. He wants us to know the economy of the kingdom and the multiplication when we know about stewardship. And does he want to provide people from the outside to come in and blow? Absolutely he does. But he wants us to first get who we are. Okay, does that make sense? Um, so um, we tend to think of God's blessing as something that's free. Okay, so we receive it freely, and then we take possession of it. And you're like, I thought God's blessing was free. It's free to us, but it cost him a lot to give it to us. So if we think of blessings as free, then we'll waste them. But if we understand that blessing is costly, then we'll want to take care of it and steward it. Until we see the increase. Because that's worthy of the price that he paid. Okay? Does that make sense? Then when we know who we are, and we know that we're here to steward, and we know the cost of blessing, then he can pour it in from all sides. Does that make sense? Okay? You guys okay? <laughs> um. So I just wanted to bring us into an understanding as a family of our expectations in this season, okay? And our expectations are that God wants to prosper the family because the church is a family. And this is, this is not an asset. This is the Lord's, okay? When David, when David became king over Israel, David was the first. You know, Jerusalem wasn't always the capital of Israel. David is the one that made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. And when he did that, he conquered a people known as the Jebusites. Okay, then later in his reign, he wanted to, to purchase a threshing floor up the mountain in Jerusalem from a guy named Araona the Jebusite. Okay, he was the, the he, people say that his name kind of implies that he was king of the Jebusites. So David wants to go and purchase his threshing floor, and Araunah says, no, like, you're a king, I'm going to give it to you. And David said, no, I will not take from you what belongs to you and offer it to the Lord as mine. I will bring my own offering to the Lord, and I will not offer him anything that costs me nothing. Okay, that threshing floor where David made, the threshing floor is a place of decision in the Bible. So when David came to that threshing floor and he made that declaration, that became the place where the temple was built. That became the place where God dwelt. That became holy ground. Okay, then David, because David knew the value of partnership, he knew the value of stewardship with the Lord. So he didn't just purchase it himself. He also, and build the temple himself out of the king's treasury, he invited all the people in Israel to be a part of it. Because he, he says, hey, this is your holy ground. This is your sacred place. 
This is your encounter with the Lord. This is your opportunity to partner with the Lord, to receive the blessing of the Lord, to, to, to be a part of, of his inheritance that he's building. Because God is about partnership. Because that's how much he believes in us. And so after all the people came and they, and they brought their offerings to the Lord, David was left saying, who am I and who are my people that we can give so generously as this? See, David was not going to let an outsider outgive him. Because we are supposed to be the generous ones. We are supposed to be the prosperous ones. This is our holy ground. Not to own, but to steward. Okay? This is our opportunity to advance holy ground. This is our opportunity to be a part of his inheritance that he's building and be the family of God. Okay? You guys good? Isn't that good news? What an opportunity that we could just ask God to pour it out, and he'll pour it out. He'll do it. He'll pour it out, but then he's like, I'm going to pour it out, but I want you to believe me for more than that because I want to partner with you. All right? All right. Yeah, let's, let's give the Lord praise. <laughs> Woo. Amen. Praise God. Let's. Let's stand up. Um, let's stand up. And I'm going to invite Arise Worship to come on back up as well. Thank you, Lord. You know, we um, one part of the process with the partnership with the Lord um, here. Once we came in um, to this to this property and building, was actually having to clean it out. And uh, it's actually we haven't talked a whole lot about it. Um, but when we showed up here, there was so much clutter. There was so much uh, just stuff everywhere in this building that. Um, you could really barely walk through this room. If you can picture this room is unfinished and there's some more space on this side. And like you could you could barely even walk through the room. It was just so jam-packed uh, of stuff and, and clutter. And, uh, and I, I think since we've moved in, we've probably thrown away and cleaned out at least seven or eight 30-foot dumpster loads of stuff, of clutter. Of clutter. I, I mean, many of you have been part of that process, you know, helping us clean out. We've had church work days, whether it was cleaning out, you know, upstairs or cleaning out the children's rooms or this room or, you know, even the, the grounds. Um, and you, you've been a part of that and helped us do that because, how you know, we all know that, you know, you can't gather in a space where there's no space to gather. All right, you got to you, you, You've got to clean out the clutter. Uh, but as Melanie was just sharing that, um, you know, it's, it it confirmed that I should it confirmed that I should say and share this this morning that, you know, um, once we've made space in the physical to gather, uh, we can then either make it about us, and we can fill it with a different type of clutter, uh, or we can give it to Jesus. 
the only one who matters and say, Lord, this, this is yours. We make space for you. This is yours and yours alone. And so I just want to, before we end, end in worship, would you just take a moment uh, just right where you are and just, and you can close your eyes and uh, just pray for a moment. And if you, if you feel led, you can pray in the spirit. You can just tell the Lord. And as the church family, just in your own words, where you are, just say, we give this to you, Lord. And just say, this is yours. And just say, we don't want to clean out the clutter in the physical just to fill it with a different type of clutter. And make it about us. This is yours, Jesus. And yours alone. This is your house and we are your people. This is your vision. We are yours, Lord. Yeah, come forward if you want to come forward. Anyone, but I want to ask our fivefold team to come up, and I want to make a, a declaration this morning. Just take one more moment, just one more moment before I make this declaration, and just give it to the Lord in your own way, as the body, as the family. you're in agreement with us today, would you just lift your hands, lift the hands across the house. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to make a declaration, and you come into agreement with this. This space, this building, this land is not our own. It's yours, Lord, and it's yours alone. We are your church. We are your people, and today we declare that strongholds of self are being cast down and that the old, heavy, destiny-stealing clutter of agenda and control and division and entitlement and pride has no place or space here in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for preparation. We thank you, Lord, for inviting us into partnership with you. We thank you, Lord, for believing in us and trusting us with your house, with your people, with this gateway to our city, to our nation, and beyond. 
and we say yes, and we say lead us, Lord, as we steward the abundance of kingdom expansion and the joy of holy ground advancement. Hallelujah. May worship arise in this house. May love abound in this house. May honor be given. May family be cultivated. May healing be released. May freedom be found and generosity be demonstrated in this house. Hallelujah. Lord, we commit to giving it back to you every time we gather, every time we dream, every time we build as the family of God. And all God's people said, amen and hallelujah. Would you give God praise, church? Would you give God praise? Yeah, and as we start worshiping together, uh, you can make a declaration to the Lord and say, hey, what, what is it? What is it that I've made about me that needs to be given back to him? I feel like this is also an opportunity for you to make a declaration to the Lord saying, my heart is yours, Lord. My family is yours, Lord. My household is yours, Lord. My mind is yours. My heart is yours. My blessing is yours, Lord. I'm making space. I'm making room. I'm putting all the old into the dumpster. I'm cleaning out the clutter because I need room to move with the Spirit. I need room to give God all the glory. I need to make room for Jesus. Jesus. So you take this opportunity as well as we worship and celebrate and give everything to the Lord. Hallelujah.